Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for everyone. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of Zero Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I'm so excited to have on a 30-year-old from Dorval, Quebec, Canada. His hockey journey has taken him to Canada, the USA, Slovakia, and he is about to lace them up in the Shed's Honey Hole, Cardiff, Wales. Broke into the queue with the Titans of Acadie Bathurst and made her onto Team Quebec in the under-17s that year. Bounced around until becoming the captain of the Halifax Mooseheads and running an absolute muck en route to the Memorial Cup and the Q Championship. While leading the playoffs in goals with 16 and 17, folks, confirmed gamer. Then became a staple in the A, mucking around for 142 games and 340 pims. Then became a staple and legend with the Wichita Thunder and dueled as a muck runner and an assistant coach. And he is now set to terrorize the EIHL with a bunch of shed guys Welcome to my kitchen, Stefan Fortier. Hey, thank you for having me, buddy. Hey, thanks for coming on. I get into how we know each other. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you, too. Um, uh, the, the avid fans of The Shed and the Cardiff Devils <clears throat> reached out and said, hey, we signed a player, and he looks like a player, and you got to get him on. And here you are. Well, yeah. <laughs> here I am, buddy. You know what? It's not too hard. You ask and you shall receive. Right. And... uh Thank you. And that's how this whole thing works is people making the time for me. So this is cool. So you're going to play your first game tomorrow. Yeah. First game tomorrow over here. So you got a line and practice. They got you with anybody. Uh, they have me with Britain and um, Waller. Okay. I, I've seen Waller play skilled little winger that can score and pass and make. Uh, he, he's fast, man. The guy can fly. Yeah, and he's got a little snapper on him too. And then that Britain, I think he's a mucker around, isn't he? Does, yeah, he, you know what? He's been around for a while. I've known him. Uh, well, I've never played with him, but I've played against him over the over the course of my career in the uh, in the coast. Yeah, there. It's like all the guys around your age. You know, I'm a little bit. That's too old it. You know, it's such an older team. It's such an older team here. Like you know what? For the most part, I've probably played with. Well, not with, but against most of them. Well, and it's interesting, right? When some teams have a bunch of kids around and the family feel, and then there's other teams that it's all single dudes out running a muck at night, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, <laughs> uh, so curious question. This is just random. Um, what's your favorite chocolate bar? Uh, crunchy. Crunchy? The Cadbury Crunchy, you know, the one that has like yeah. the coffee in the middle, yeah, yeah. Not, not the one. With it's the like a coffee wrapper. crisp, but without the the coffee part, right? Yeah, that's it. It doesn't have any of the coffee in it. I was just curious. Um, the one way we know each other is, um, and like, who knows, right? The Devils fans, they like to welcome people to the team and uh, just 
thinking out loud the shed folks if you want to welcome to the team if you got crunchies in the uk you know feel free to give them a i don't know i think i think it's a category i think it's only made in uh in quebec man i think it's only in canada i think yeah i think you could be jamming up the fans for getting a yeah 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 so um who knows what could happen if you guys win your next game on then if you know so what happens in manchester i don't know if you knew this but you played with critch Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I mean, I played with Critchlow like he was, uh, believe it or not, me and him were together like a bunch we were of both years. in Bathurst together, both in Lewiston together. And then initially after our and he was with draft, the Mooseheads before you. But it, when that expansion draft happened from Lewiston, because the team dissolved, we actually both went to Victoriaville also. And then he got rerouted to uh, to Halifax. And then you <laughs> followed along. And I followed suit, you know. Um, no, it's pretty wild how you guys were intertwined through that whole thing. And he's a beauty, and he's the captain of Manchester. So what we're doing in Manchester is if they win home games, they chuck chocolate on the ice now. <laughs> no way. Yeah, it's really fun, and it's happened in Cardiff before. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they have crunchies around, but they might want to welcome you tomorrow night if you win, right? Do you play at home tomorrow? Yeah, it's a home game tomorrow, and then uh, the yeah. next night in Guildford. So I'm not even going to really promote this. We're just going to talk about this on here. I'm not going to post anything about it. We're just going to chit chat that he likes crunchies and he plays his first game tomorrow in Cardiff. So, uh, but with Critch, um, yeah, it worked. Manchester does throw chocolate and um, they have a suite on their team that likes yaps. It's a chocolate bar I've never tried and I'd never heard of. And Jeepers, I'm pretty sure the Ched family is going to make it happen that they're going to throw yaps on the ice in Manchester, England. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, you know what? We're not. I'm, they're not going to be throwing any chets on the ice when we're playing against them. Well, there you go. But it's become a bit of an importer-exporter business I got going on here <laughs> in the chocolate world. <laughs> in the chocolate department, eh? Look yeah. at you. Um. So, anyways, how did you end up with the Cardiff Devils? How would Brody lure you in? Uh, you know what? Brody really didn't have to do much luring in. Um, you know, my uh, my agent slid it across the table. Uh, you know, a few years back, maybe like five years ago, uh, I had the opportunity to come here, but I got into a fight with uh, Garrett Klotz, and I oh. in the second one, I'd gotten injured. So, you know what, basically, I had to stay back and finish uh, finish the rest of the year over there. And then, you know what, the following two, the following three years, I had the player assistant coach job. And, uh, you know, coming up on Christmas this year, you know, five years into being into the same place, it was just time for a change, you know? And, uh, you know, obviously this came across the board and I, and I was friends with uh, Brody Reed also. And um, I think uh, my agent represents a couple guys on the team and uh, he had been in Cardiff a few days before that. And then everything just kind of uh, got pieced together and worked out. Well, that's awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, it, I think you're going to have a great time. Okay. And if you uh, haven't, so far it's beautiful. have you heard of what Chippy Lane is yet? No, I have not heard what the chippy lane is yet. So if you guys run amok on the ice, then say people then threw you crunchy bars or whatever, whatever have you. And then you have the next day off, you hit the town, you have super amounts of fun. And then at the end of the night, you hit chippy lane and just crush food and then hit, hit the hay. <laughs> hit the hay. Okay. So chippy lane is the, is the it's a the lane, the all, all late night food. There's kebabs, okay. there's poutine, there's whatever you want, you know, donairs. Yeah. Well, it's kebabs, but don't airs. Yeah. Same thing. Just different sauce. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> so are you a don't air enthusiast? Uh, you know what? I'm a late night food enthusiast, to be honest with you. you know, I've been <laughs> trying too. to keep my figure a little lighter, though, because of uh, the Olympic ice sheet, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You got to mix more in uh, when it's big ice. You got to be able to move around. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Holster picks. 
fought Biz, eh? Twice. Twice. How'd they go? Uh, the set. You know what? The first, he won both. To be honest, I think. Mm. Yeah, I lost most of my fights. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be humble about that. When I squared off with him uh, in Phoenix, uh, in uh, like I was with the Coyotes and he was with LA, so it was kind of like his little homecoming. And I knew they were putting him in the game, so I went after him on the first shift and we fought. And this is preseason NHL. Yeah, preseason NHL, and then I fought him again in the American League a week later or two weeks later. That's awesome. Um, But yeah, I played against him in the coast, and he could play. And he's a Cardiff guy, right? He played. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, I mean, Biz has a pretty big following worldwide now. Mm -hmm. And you know what? So do you. I saw how many followers you have. That's crazy. Yeah, well, you know what? When you when you played on as many teams as I have, you know what? You pick a couple stragglers up along the way. So how much do you fight? Uh, you know what? I, my lately it's harder and harder to find people to fight, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Um, yeah. this year I have two, uh, you know, in my third year pro, I was second in the American league. I think I had like 15 or 16 and maybe 17 with the preseason and everything like that. But, uh, so if people are up for it, you're up for it, been, right? Yeah. It's slowly been on the decline, you know? So, um, but you know, so but- your point numbers have also been on the rise, right? That last handful of years when you're in Wichita, you were really putting up points though. Yeah. Well, that was it. You know, as time kind of went on, uh, I mean, look, I was obviously a point getter come junior time, but I'd signed two NHL deals and, and, and you know what? I thought that my best way to break into the league, you know, given the small amount of spots that come up with contracts was, uh, you know, to be physical and uh, to go out there and do a di- little bit of a different job and, you know, I ended up uh, I ended up making the NHL for a day, but I never got to play a game. And you did uh, you get know, called up to the show, eh? No, I made it out of camp actually with Phoenix uh, that fourth year. So uh, I actually got traded for John Scott when he won the NHL All Star MVP. Yeah. So it was me that went from Montreal to Phoenix, and then uh, you know what? I, uh, I I ended up doing really well at camp over there, and I had a couple of the older guys that you know wanted me to stick around, but uh, you know the logistics of it just didn't end up working, and I ended up going back down to uh, Tucson. Oh, that's uh, that's too bad. You never got to play the game, you know. It is what it is. You know, I got my couple preseason games. I, I I you know what? A funny fun for you is I never went through an NHL preseason game and didn't fight. So. Well, that's awesome. Well, you got to show them you're there, right? You got to do something. Well, that's it. You know, you only got one chance to do it. So, yeah. And it's wild for how many points you added junior. And you, sh- I bet you, I'm just thinking out loud. I've never really seen you play, but research team got hot. I bet you you're the net front guy on the PP and you're just willing to muck it up. You'll, you might even eat some pucks in the head, but you'll probably, you might score off your head because you're just mucking it up in there, aren't you? Oh, that's it. You know what? I'm waving the wand in front of the net, buddy. Oh, yeah. I'm just trying to get yeah. my hand on it. You're tipping on there. some and then you're whacking away afterwards. Oh. I can picture it right now. Oh, I'm, I'm Helen Keller with the stick out there, just waving it around. Well, I love it. And then, yeah, because I'm guessing that's what the power play was with the Halifax Mooseheads. McKinnon, Druen. And then whatever other guy was well, on there. We have Martin Furk, who has like that's the, the hardest, guy the hardest the... shot in, in hockey history. And you're standing in front of the net for that shit. Oh, you know what? I had a I had a couple arguments with him. Uh, you know when we would go on the ice and practice and do our uh, you know our, our initial walkthroughs when he would hit me in practice, I was never very happy. Oh, I couldn't imagine. So, like, what you're practicing five on three, and he's just teeing them up, and you're standing. Well, no, front. you know, we'd go out there and do the five on zero, like walk through, you know, and 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 he he had ripped one in my chest one time, and I and I got mad, and then 
the next shot he hit me again and I must have chased him off the ice. So <laughs> Oh yeah, man. I yeah, getting hit in practice sucks. <laughs> well, especially when it was before the first drill had even started, you know. We went out oh. there with the fresh ice and you know, whenever you get a hit by a shot like that, it literally sounded like a bomb went off. Well, that guy can really throw his tits into oh, a shot. Oh my can god, he? <laughs> can he shoot a puck? <laughs> yeah, I I was put in front of the net for a brief part of my career and I I was willing to do it, but I didn't really enjoy the pucks. Like, cause my, my head was around the crossbar most of the time. That's it. You know, and it's like people are shooting you know, high. Hovering a little higher. So yeah, you get your noggin out of the way a bit. Hey, eh? you're what? Six, four. Yeah. Six, four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Poster picks that Klotz guy though. There's a pick of you fighting him. Did he play in Germany for a bit? No, Garrett Klotz actually played in the EIHL for a little bit. I know the name, and I remember him being a tough big boy. Eh? Oh, he's a monster. He's like six, 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 seven, two, sixty. Oh dear, yeah, I don't mess about with people like that. No, <laughs> yeah, he's an absolute unit. So, <laughs> and you also, this would have been in a preseason NHL game. Then you fought Adam McQuaid. I hear he's not a guy to mess about with I, too. <laughs> so him, him, he was uh, my first ever uh, NHL exhibition game, and I'm from Montreal, so I fought him in Montreal in front of like you know, friends and family and whatever, uh, whatever it was. So that uh, is I mean, really, I, I really, thought, cool. I thought I had a good, I thought, um, you know, I thought I was just showing some good character out there. I mean, obviously hockey was a different time, right? So I picked uh, Adam McQuaid, but, uh, you know, Milan Lucic and Sean Thornton were playing. So I think I picked uh, the better of the three to, uh, to, to fight. <laughs> yeah. But fighting, is like a, a pretty big adrenaline rush, but to be doing it for the Montreal Canadiens when you're from Quebec, that's wild stuff, eh? Well, yeah, you know what? It, it got me a nice little rep in the city for a couple of years, so. Nice. I like it. Um, Yeah, and people remember that stuff. The other fight from the poster then is it looks like you're fighting a short fella and you got him strung right out. Is it, Was he short? There's a guy yeah, in here. Yeah, you're holding him out, strung out. It looked like you had him where you wanted him. Uh, you, you know what? He's probably Garrett Hunt. I think he was supposed to sign in Nottingham this year, and he's actually uh, he's in China with uh, the KHL team over there. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's uh, I think he's the leader of all time in minor league uh, in the East Coast, at least in penalty minutes. I think he's got like 400 fights. He's uh, he's a guy that you know every time that I played against him, it didn't matter if I beat him up or not. He was I knew that the next game on the first shift he'd be right back. So oh man, yeah, there's some tough boys out there in the hockey world. Um, I never bet him either. Okay, next poster pick. You you were you saw Gordy Howe with the Mooseheads, eh? Yeah, no, that was one of the coolest things ever. So he, uh, I think that was maybe a year or two before he'd passed away. Um. And uh, we were in Saskatoon for the Memorial Cup and they had him out there to do the uh, to, to, to do like the ceremonial puck drop. Yeah, I mean, he, he was uh, he was coming to the end of uh, obviously, I think he had a battle with dementia or something along those lines. Um, but I mean, look, when you get a, whenever you get a chance to meet Mr. Hockey, you know, oh, like, yeah. you're pretty excited, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, all of us would be. Uh, OK, next poster pick I thought was cool is uh you're mucking it up in the corner with Giordano. Yeah, well, uh that's a preseason I, I, game again. Yeah, that was a preseason game. I uh believe in that game I fought Nick Grossman and and you know what it was a it was a, it was a really cool game actually. Like we were in the Saddle Dome in, in Calgary and you know it was like really really loud in there. I I mean the whenever you get to play in front of a Canadian crowd it's just such a different atmosphere, you know. Yeah. Well, I, well, 
I don't know, man. You you get to Germany, there's some crazy atmospheres. Oh, know? I'm sure. You know what? I, I I don't know if I have the the uh, the finesse to end up in those leagues, but uh, <laughs> I'm okay. um, to be honest, though, like the way you play, I think you can play in a lot of leagues in Europe. From the research team getting out is people are going to give you your space over there <laughs> and that, you could score goals. Space, you know what? I almost have a harder time when people do give me my space. It, 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 it kind you, of, you like when, when you're in the action and you're mucking I, it up. I like, yeah, exactly. I like it better when I'm having, when I'm able to play and someone's on my shoulders and stuff like that. And I really get to use my body, uh, you know, compared to when I give me time and space, it kind of becomes like a stick, a skill or a stick on stick battle. And I always exactly- found I was playing my best hockey when I was mucking it up. If I wasn't in it, if I wasn't in the corners to muck, if I was trying to be the skill guy all the time, then I wasn't playing as a well. That, that's it. You know, if I'm always around the net and let's say I get a little bit of like area to make a play, it, I, I actually, I, it's almost worse for me than just, you know, dumbing it down and being simple and just getting the puck to the net as much as I can. You'd say maybe overthink it when you get time. No, or, I, or underskill it, you know? <laughs> Uh, you got to know your game in this pro hockey game, right? And uh, the only way to last it is, man. And you got to know what your assets are. And man, I think you're going to run amok of the IHL. I think you're going to be a fan favorite and the fans are just going to be wound about you. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm hoping so. They like people that muck it up in Cardiff and they like people that fight and score goals and protect uh, teammates. That's it. that's it. Yeah. Uh, but you also have big Lou on your team, you know? I, you know what? The strength of the Wolves in the pack, man. At the end of the day, you know what? Having another guy around. And you know what? Big Lou is uh, Sweet Lou, by the way. Sweet Lou now. It, oh, sweet well, he, he is sweet. And speaking of him, is I'm having a raffle right now, folks. A New Year's Eve raffle for my prostate cancer research in the UK and my under nine concurrent Canuck gals hockey team. And uh, the raffle ends tomorrow. So get your tickets. They're at aleshockeytails.com. And I can't believe how many tickets have already been sold so thank you very much shed family you guys are awesome <laughs> you know yeah yeah it's crazy how many tickets they've people have bought like the jersey like i you know what like for for the uk which is obviously you know what I, I mean this league has gotten a lot better over the years but for all the support that comes from here it's it, you know what it's pretty awesome to they're see very like, very passionate fans yeah they're really passionate fan base you know what i haven't uh, i haven't received as many messages as i have since i got here you know in a long time well, it, it was wild playing there and um, that's actually how all this exists is like they're so passionate they want to get to know all the players and there's going to be a lot of folks listen to this because they're going to want to get to know you <laughs> yeah, well, but they're gonna learn. To, to like make a jersey of a fake team about your shed and call it two L's and hockey tails jersey like that that that's gonna raise money for prostate cancer research and my little gals I'm coaching is just make your heart want to pop, you know? <laughs> oh man, it's, it's warming me up right now. Oh. About it. And if you're a big Lou fan folks, that Jersey's autographed too. I think it even smells like them. Anyways, moving on where, and what are you doing now? Where are you living? I, you posted something. I think you're right where I lived. I am living, uh, like I'm literally overlooking the river. Is it a gated I- community? Yes, exactly. Gates move open really slow. Oh, they open real slow. And did you know there's a pool in a sauna? I heard that the sauna is not very. I don't know. You know what? We'll leave the sauna out of it. Well, it made me sweat, but it was beside the pool. <laughs> well, that's it. You know what? As long as it goes and you get to sweat the demons out, I'm all good for it. I think I was. I think it was called Prague House. Is where I lived. 
um, the first year in Cardiff. And I have a lot of memories from that place. Nice place, though. You know? Yeah. No, I'll, honestly, you know what? The setup that I have here is absolutely amazing. Like, it's two floors. I'm overlooking the water. Like, you know what? You, you got really two floors? To... Yeah, it's a two-floor apartment. Jeepers, they must really wanted you. <laughs> <laughs> I only, yeah. Wow. Yeah, but you know what? They're treating people right in Cardiff. Like, all the ki- the kids on the team now, when I played there and they had a bit of a smaller budget when the owners just took over, like, I was the only guy with a kid the first year. Really? No, that's it. You know what? The team over here this year, there's a lot of, like, it, it's funny because when I was in Wichita, I was by far the oldest. And uh, you know what? Here I'm actually, like, probably right in the middle of the pack and being one of the younger guys. So, mm-hmm. And you know what? To bring families over, to get them apartments, it costs teams more money. And it, yeah. I enjoy that they do that because it gives guys that love hockey longer time to play, you know? That's it. You know, and, when and I, I had I, kids, I, I had a harder time getting contracts. And, but you know what? The second that you have kids and stuff like that, especially in the minors, you know, it, it makes it a lot harder. But, uh, you know, the guys that they have here, and it's not like we're not talking about quality older guys, too. You know, there's some veterans here that have been in the game a long time. And, oh, uh, you know, the, the fact that they are able to come with their family and stuff like that, I think, you know, I think it sets a good example for the younger guys that are coming along over here, too. And um, How you know, the guys that do hockey right around helps younger guys learn how to hockey <laughs> yeah exactly you know it, it, it's monkey see monkey do in this business yeah i think yeah sometimes maybe i had too much fun that teams are like this guy's <laughs> not teaching the younger group any <laughs> but you know what at, at one point in time too if you were the only one with a kid or whatever the whatever the case may be you know you know, you know you're the one setting the precedent to make guys have fun and experience pro hockey in the right way so oh, absolutely i used to uh when they would go out say run amok and hit chippy lane late night and I had to wake up with the kids regardless. I would, uh, they would leave their doors unlocked and I'd head into some of the fellows' apartments and my kid would jump on them and wake them up at like 7 a.m. It was really? awesome. Oh, yeah. That, yeah they would get really upset with my little guy. <laughs> they, but you know what? They, you know what, though? But if you were the older guy looking after them every day at the rink, I'm sure they let it slide, right? <laughs> oh, they, it's a memory. Yeah. No, they, it was fun, though, with all the guys. They'd take time to hang out with my kids and stuff. And that's the shit you remember. Anywho. So decision to come, it was a pretty easy one then. Yeah, you know what? I didn't even feel that many offers from anyone else. Uh, the second that I knew that part of so did you so did you did your agent like make you available? Like, have did you talk to him and like, okay, I'm ready for a change out of Wichita? Yeah, how- yeah, you know what? yeah, exactly. We we had spoken and uh, I had already been in touch with uh, someone in Cardiff, and it uh, just came to fruition really quick. I uh, I had to go home and handle some uh, some personal matters, and then. Whenever that was finished, uh, I was uh, on the first plane over here on Boxing Day. Awesome. And uh, time to muck her up tomorrow. So have you seen much of the city yet? No, I haven't. Uh, today, I went to a cafe. You're like, you're like, right. You're, you're down the road from the police station. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to take another visit there. <laughs> no, you don't need to go there. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, obviously, like I came in right off of Christmas break. Um, you know, my first order of action is uh, obviously these games that were coming up this weekend. I'd, I'd gone like 12 days without skating and uh, obviously coming in with the jet lag and everything else like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the first day on uh, I had to go to the game and do autograph signings, which was like I, I, I've never seen a line that big besides at NHL rinks, like talking about thousand people to do autographs. But 
you know, I'd hardly slept. The time changed. And then the next morning, uh, we had a little optional skate. And then yesterday and today, I had my first two team practices. And, uh, you know, I, it's not exactly exploring time yet. I think once no. business is done, yeah. once business is done and I'm back in the thick of things, then uh, I, I know Wales has, like, so many beautiful places and scenery to go and see. And, and there's a lot of history here, obviously. So I'm looking forward to going and doing that also. Yeah, no, you got the right attitude. You got to get the work done. And it's like those get some, there are guys that come to Europe and it's like, this is like well, kind of like a vacation, right? They're, they they want to just see all the sites. And it's like, how are you going to have the energy to run amok tomorrow? If you're going to walk around that castle all day, you know, that day, you know, like if you're walking around the castle all day, holding hands, what makes you think you're going to go out there at night and want to take someone's head off. Yeah. So. And then they're like making out and taking selfies. Yeah. It's no good. Not good for the team. No, can't no. do that. No um okay so i get pretty sure i know where you're living but that's a good little spot nice little honey hole i liked it yep um, what is with well i i'm not exactly up to speed with what the with, with everyone here around here calling everything the honey hole well that's the like spot. the honey hole like it's like when you go fishing and you got a honey hole that's your honey hole oh you know? okay okay where, you know that's where you make it happen i'm a montreal city guy but you know what like the one time montreal I've city it, guy and i'm not i'm not that <laughs> i'm a country i'm I'm from the, we're in the middle of nowhere, you know? No, you're a country guy. Mm -hmm. So were you around a lot of French then? Do you, are you French too? Uh, look, I'm bilingual. Yeah. I'm from an English neighborhood though in Montreal. So, you know, growing up English in Montreal, it's kind of funny, you know, all the, uh, everyone who's French hates you because you're English. And then, uh, when you leave Quebec, everyone thinks you're French and they hate you again. So I'm pretty much, uh, used to being disliked. It is a, a strange city, right? That like, there's both languages and then you're right though that there there i just be honest there were some french guys on teams i played on that like stuck to themselves they didn't really want to participate well, with I, the team i mean obviously for some of them it's a little difficult too because the second that you go to the outskirts of the city it's very francophone mm -hmm. um like there's only a small neighborhood that's like near the airport like slash on the island but outside of it that's anglophone and uh obviously i have a french name too so right so there's got to be some french in your family then too yeah yeah of course so like i'm bilingual but you know the english versus french battles was uh was something that existed when i was growing up i want to tell a story that right before right when we met and we were you wanted to figure out <laughs> if you sounded good or not i thought that was a great joke to get to know each other you said you've broke your nose how many times <laughs> oh I, I i you know what i've broken it enough that i can't breathe through one of my nostrils and uh, i sound like a sesame street character you know so <laughs> i have no future in those uh in those in those late night phone calls you know like oh 1800 uh <laughs> i think you sound fantastic here i wish we were well, in the well, shed but it's buddy. still chris kids are still off school you know that's the yeah. first time I've heard someone tell me I have a nice voice, so I appreciate it. Yeah, no, you do. Um, okay, what else do I got here then? So growing up in, so you're from Dorval, Quebec? Is that yeah, Montreal? It, yeah, and I, look, it's on the island of Montreal, so it's considered Montreal, but like, you know when you're from like your small neighborhood and you have pride in your neighborhood? Like, mm -hmm. I so like whenever I had to list it down, I never wrote Montreal, I just wrote Dorval, which is a suburb of Montreal. Right. Okay. And I die like I don't know that area that well. Um, I didn't know that. So it's like a suburb. Right? Yeah, it's a suburb of Montreal. Like in it's it's, it's and it's an English one. It's an English one, exactly. Mm. Okay. I got you. So you had two brothers that play too? 
Yeah, my my second brother, we had a chance to play together. He was drafted first overall to my team in the queue in Lewiston. First so, overall? First overall, like Sidney Crosby, like those guys. He's actually the only player to ever get drafted first overall twice because our team disbanded. And in the expansion draft, he went first overall again. First overall, that means he was one hot prospect, huh? Yeah, so he ended up being a second rounder to uh, the Blackhawks. And then uh, had to retire, unfortunately, due to a couple shoulder injuries. But uh, uh, he's actually playing again for fun. He, he runs a, a whole hockey program in uh, in Davenport, Iowa, in like the Quad City area. Cool. And, uh, um, fun fact for everybody is I did the exact opposite in the draft. I was picked dead last by the Brampton Battalion. So there you where go. Where are you really? The very last pick, folks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you call what, – what do they call the last pick? Mr. – yeah, there was a name for it. I know there was a name for it. On a mister, it's mister. I, I'm, I, I'll try to think about it, but every yeah. year when there's a draft and you're the last pick, well, you know what? Hey, listen, you still got drafted, so that's all that's that right. Matters. No, it felt good. Yeah, I, I, I was okay yeah. with it. I just didn't even yeah. expect to get picked, so it's cool. <laughs> yeah, then my brother uh, did also four years in uh, in the queue, and he's now the captain at McGill. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so we, they say uh, jeans are a thing. Do your old man play? Uh, no, he didn't actually. Um, okay. So you play then around Montreal growing up then, but it says you ended up playing for Lake St. Louis or Lac St. Louis, triple A. Yeah. So is that around that area? Lac St. Louis is basically like once all the city teams combined. So Lac St. Louis was like the name of the area where we lived, basically where all the neighborhoods were combined together. Right. And that's triple A. So you weren't triple A until then. Well, there was only double A. Right. The uh, back it's uh, it's city hockey or was city hockey. Now they've changed it recently in the past few years. But you know what? The budget went up like crazy. I don't think my parents would have been able to afford uh, hockey with uh, with the way it's trending now. Well, but, that's an interesting talking about that Lac Saint Louis team and all the towns coming together to make a team. Is <clears throat> the folks that have been listening know I put my name in to be the AAA coach around here for a team that's never existed, and I did not get it. And uh, anywho, uh, I was asked to help as the assistant coach yesterday and uh, got to chat with the family about that one and figure out what we're doing. But the guy said he chatted around and uh, folks said, I'm the guy. And he says, I've never met you, but it sounds like you're the guy. And well, he said, right. and, he, and he said that if you got systems, if you got this, he goes, I would be up for sharing the coaching with you. And I thought, huh, that feels great to hear, <laughs> you know? Well, listen, I mean, you also dedicated a large portion of your life to hockey, you know, and sometimes, uh, it's difficult because, you know, every team only has one coach. So, you know, yeah. and at the end of the day, obviously, you know, they need, they need, they need, they need help if they're reaching out and asking and, you know, it's something to obviously. Well, I, I love the coaching, man. It, uh, it's what I'm very, very passionate about seeing kids get better and helping them figure out how to hockey, you know, how to be a teammate. That's what I'm into. Well, you know what? And it's weird. Like, you know, the past couple of years while I was coaching, it was more to try to figure out, you know, how guys, you know, to figure out their goals and stuff like that. Right. So mm -hmm. you got to get to know your players. You got to get to know what makes them tick. You got to get to know how to talk to them to get the best out of them. Right. Yeah, exactly. So you were an assistant coach. Why don't we get on that topic right now? Cause you've been in the coaching gig. So you were playing and assistant coach. Yeah. I was a player assistant coach the last four years. So, um, so what all were the roles of the assistant coach for that? Cause all assistant coaches kind of have different things they take I'm, care of. Right. <laughs> 
he obviously had a and the, the schedule is so grueling there you know so obviously i learned how to clip some videos etc but you know for the most part our coach and uh, assistant coach took care of most of like the coaching duties because if not i wasn't going to be able to get any sleep on the bus right right um you know what basically i would consider myself like a liaison between the players and the coaching staff um, almost like a captain right but well, above, it, above that <laughs> what it, it was more and, and here's the thing like the coach that had came in he hadn't been in the east coast for a while and obviously i'd been there so uh you know i was probably taking care of a lot more of the recruiting and stuff like that and trying to bring yeah. players in that i knew and uh you know it, for, for the knowing time, the players in the league is a huge thing it's like the guys that come over to the eihl to coach that don't know the league it's like you got to have people that want to play for you you know you, people want to play for people they know and trust right that's it. And I, you know what? That's something I feel like it comes to, I, maybe at the beginning of your career, not as much. And you're just willing to kind of go to the do anything. You're just trying forever. to get into it. And then you get to understand how things work. Right. Yeah. And you know what? You're always better off being uh, with somebody that you do know and someone that respects you. Right. And someone that wants you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So when you do the coaching gig, then would that be a year round contract or is it like the players where it ends at the end of the season? It was exactly like the players. Listen, it was, I, I always considered it kind of like a, like an internship, you know? Right. Right. But so you're like going to be helping out through the off season. If you've resigned and you're going back as a coach, you're going to be putting in some hours. Yeah. But you know what? That's my passion too. Like if I'm at home during the summertime, like I'm still looking up everyone. Yeah. Funny prospects, like whether I was getting paid or not, you know. So research team was getting hot, eh? Research team was research team was team me. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I put in a lot of hours for free on here too because it's my passion. Exactly. Yeah. You know? and it's and and that's the thing. Like you don't even need to be paid for something that you really do like to do. So no, I don't. But it's really cool. People buy raffle tickets it's for the jerseys, cool. right? <laughs> cool once you do, though. It's like when the girls say, "Get new mini sticks, custom made with their names on it," or like two ales and hockey tails shirts with their names and numbers on the back. It's uh, make it all worthwhile, right? It does doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the other thing about the coaching thing before we move on is tonight. I'm running a skills day tonight and tomorrow morning. I got like got to be gosh it's got to be almost 50 kids coming okay you're running a whole skill seminar are they all going out on the same time three 50 minute sessions so i got the youngest kids the middle kids the older okay. kids oh, yeah. a, you've got you've got the whole thing figured out you probably got like 16 17 guys on each sheet it's like yeah yeah and then i'm just gonna try and keep them moving but it's gonna be all individual skills i'm gonna they're gonna have one puck they gotta keep that sucker the whole time you know? oh yeah that's exactly it eh? mm-hmm. yeah don't let that get off your stick um okay better move on though so your brother was drafted first overall you were drafted 17th overall yeah that's pretty high it wasn't too bad I mean I didn't uh I didn't get a much of a chance to play uh before my draft year unfortunately I had uh I'd broken my leg and then you know nine months prior to that I'd broken my leg doing oh, what I broke my femur twice actually so uh tubing the first time and then the second time hockey because of how they did the surgeries so it kind of resulted in me spending uh, the majority of my mid-teens in a wheelchair uh, yeah not exactly the most fun uh it, you know the sad the bad effect is i ended up losing like an inch and a half in my leg so it kind of makes it harder for me to cross over which uh everyone will end up seeing how i, I do the open hips soon mm, do you do the duck feet I do the duck feet. You know what? I've had that. I've had that down pat since uh, my hip, they say the hips don't lie. I wasn't pulling that off really. <laughs> no, exactly. 
um okay so um that would have sucked to break your leg so tubing though you're just falling in the water you hit a rock oh it was down a hill oh like on in the snow yeah in the snow yeah yeah Mm, yeah i I was thinking behind a boat no no gotcha so your uh rookie year that in the queue doesn't look like you get that a ton of ice time but man you're young right when you get to the queue as like an underage or whatever it is and you're playing against the 19 year old 20 year olds I had five pounds of metal in my leg too. Like I hadn't skated. Like I managed to make the team and I still managed to make under 17, but, uh, and get a point of no, game at I, under 17. No, probably big deal. The, the entire league. What's that? I was probably the worst player in the entire league. Oh, really? That's hard being hard on yourself. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, if I watch myself skate back, then uh, I, I'm probably not being hard on myself. I'm probably being, it's after a serious injury, you do have to figure out how to play again. Um, after my PCL reconstruction, taking a year off, I was never the same player and I had to adjust how I played because I used to exactly. be Kugel Blitz in Germany, which meant round lightning. Then the lightning part was <laughs> gone and I was just round. <laughs> oh, that's I was hilarious. no more Blitz, just the Kugel. <laughs> but, but you know what? That's it. I, you know what? At some point, you know, I, I, it depends how much you love the game and you know what, if you want to stick around in it, you're always having to look to adjust and uh, change yeah. what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, so I, I, would you know if you're going to be on a PP unit or PK unit tomorrow? PP one, bud. In front of the net mucking around. eh? Who's on the first unit is, is my goat uh, on it? I said, there's some really skilled guys here. Like if, if I'm going to be honest with you, even the second unit is filled with guys that, that have like, you know, proven numbers um, on, I, I, you know what? It could just be one, a one B to be honest with you. you it know, really is wild. How bad I like the top, like the forwards and then, yeah, the players they have in Cardiff now, man. They're, yeah. Well, they're bringing in some players. And, and you know, like, you know, a guy like Brody Reed, who probably led this league last year in goals. Like, I think he's running, they, there isn't really a first unit to be honest with you. It's, you know, I think two separate units that run to people's strengths. Um, mine right now is uh, Crawford, Sanford, Cox, and uh, what's his name? The legend, the goat. The goat, my goat. Yeah, you but protect. The, you got to protect him, okay? He's my goat. He's my favorite. He's your favorite? <laughs> yeah, he's my favorite player other than my kids. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually once spray-painted myself as him in the crowd in Cardiff, and I was topless. Did you know that? No, I didn't. And you know what? I'd love to see a picture of it while we're done the interview. Yeah, yeah, they're out there. Uh, but guess what, folks? Grandma's here. We get to move to the shed. <laughs> um. And welcome to the shed. <laughs> and we're back, folks. Okay. So you did play for Team Quebec in the under-17s, though. How'd you guys do? Uh, If I remember, I think we finished fifth or sixth, but I had a point per game. I was in the you top sure 20 tournament. Did you ever have teams talk to you about getting drafted to the show? Were you on the radar? No, I was on the radar, but listen, what it, what ended up happening, uh, you know, my skating just wasn't up to par at the time, like, mm. at, at that age. Yeah. Okay. Um, anywho, so then after that rookie year, you say you're the worst player in the league, then what happened? What, like, you switched teams then to the Lewiston Maniacs, and so did Critch that year. Yeah, we, uh, he came at Christmas, and uh, you know what, like, Everything in retrospect, right? So at the time, you know what? I didn't think I was the worst player in the league because, you know, I had a good under 17 and whatever, but I also needed to take the medal out of my leg. And, uh, you know, I'd just gotten a, you know, the, the relationship had soured where I was. So I asked for a trade to- Did you uh, say you had to take the medal out of your leg? 
Yeah, I had like six pounds of metal in my leg that first year in junior. Uh, and you just got it taken out then? You didn't yeah. need it? Well, it, it was like, it, it was so like abrasive, like where my knee is, like, because I, I didn't break it in the middle of my femur. I broke it like near the kneecap. So um, <laughs> you're making my knee hurt, dude. <laughs> you, you know what? Mine always hurts. So welcome mm-hmm. to the club. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, hear you. <laughs> um, so you they got it taken out, and then you come back. Then the your second year in Lewiston is you're you're starting to find your scoring touch. Eh, twenty goals. Yeah, twenty goals. Uh, and we had a really good team. I think we made it to the semifinals of the playoffs. Um, you know, and, and you know what? Like over those years and stuff like that. Like I was always someone who bounced up and down in the lineup. You know, like I never had like a like a secured spot. So. Well, um, you seem like a guy that could play up and down your lineup. You could be on the first line or you could be on the fourth line. I'm just yeah, thinking out loud. That was it. That was it. You know? So, uh, and then, you know what, it, it, the, the, you know, the best part was always when it came to playoffs. I think I was always a point per game in playoffs with every team that I played in. And uh, well, yeah, you really ran amok there that last year. And we're going to get into that. Okay. Cause I did have more, uh, actually I had more poster pick uh, questions that I never did ask. And, one of them was, anyways, it doesn't matter. It, well, it was about the Memorial Cup, but we'll get there. So after Lewiston, that's the team that disbands? Yeah, well, we were the one U.S.-based team, so we were based out of Maine. We were like maybe 45 minutes uh, north of Portland. And then um, we uh, the team disbanded. My It was unfortunate, too, though, because my brother and I were together there. Uh, so you guys that, are playing together in the queue. That would be cool backdoor picture that i sent you is actually a pass from me to my brother which is like in my that, opinion it's my favorite picture favorite goal i've i've, I've ever my brother was a d-man so um that ended up so that was your brother i was wondering what i had that read down and i wrote empty net question mark <laughs> like why'd you send yeah. me a, a tapping <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah well it was me to my 16 year old brother so to me that's and him, awesome that, that's our like one, that's our one brother to brother goal, you know? And, uh, that same game, I, like you see, I fought a guy too. And like, it was a funny story. Like that guy fought my brother and, um, he had the most fights in the league. And uh, I, it was maybe a month or two before that. And I wanted to kick the guy's ass, you know? So I went into the dressing room and, and me and my brother started arguing. And he's like, you know, you can't fight the guy. You're going to make me look like a, like, like you the know, big brother had to come in and help. Yeah. yeah. So I waited about two months and then I played him and I knocked him out. So it ended up working out pretty good. And, yeah, and on this game, I had the brother to brother goals. So in but, my and, mind, and then the guy that has the most fights in the league is fighting a 16 year old. You know what? It was wild times back then. And my brother, you know what? He, uh, if you're in the he, league, you're in the league, I guess. Fights. Right. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have many fights, but uh, you know what? He, he, he had to deal with me at home. So he wasn't the kind of person to back down to anyone. So I see the brothers that get raised up around here and man, they can muck it up with each other. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> if you're uh, competing home every day, it's easy to go to the rink, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's interesting when you see them in tyke, the, you can tell which ones are the younger brothers. Cause they got no fear when they get out on the ice. There. <laughs> <laughs> My youngest brother too, you know, he, he kind of took a little bit after me, but um mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so then they disband. You get taken in the that draft thingy to the Victoria Ville Tigres, not the Tigers. But anyways, Yanni Gord looks like he ran an absolute muck that year. A eh? hundred and twenty four points in sixty eight games. Oh, he. You know what? And he he was a hell of a player. Like you know what? Yanni's like one of those guys that just has a ton of grit. You know, and 
He's got uh, a high motor and he's giving her, isn't he? Obviously, he has the skill to match it too. But look, it just goes to show, you know, like Yanni's a second. I mean, I'm not watching Seattle, but I think he's the second to third line guy in the NHL. Obviously, he won a Stanley Cup, you know. Um, he, yeah. uh, you know, and he and he's one of those people that always just kept the right attitude and played the right way. So, well, I yeah, I didn't realize he had that many points in junior. I thought he kind of came out of no. Didn't he play in the he coast? Did. He Drafted. He wasn't even drafted in the queue, man. He, 124 he, points, and he wasn't drafted. Wild, no. Eh? So 18 years old, he came in. But look, that, that that team over there, like it was run by a coach who uh, who worked guys really hard, and I think that uh, you know it kind of set the precedent for his career. Well, he's a player. I enjoy watching him play hockey. So then, after that year, though, um, and by the way, folks, you keep finding your scoring touch, eh? Is each year, every single year in the queue, you scored more goals. You went from 20 to 32 and then to 35 goals. Hey, eh? that's a lot of goals. No, it's not too bad. That's okay. Goal season. It was a 50 goal season with playoffs. How's your shot or most of your goals around five feet from the net or can you snap her? You know, I, I get the, I get the odd lucky ones. I mean, I'm still doing uh, things from the eighties. I'm wrapping pucks around and I'm getting pucks into people's feet. So yeah, um, you're around the net. I, 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 I can picture it. I already know how you play. You're around there, the net. There was you're a mucking it up. <laughs> I had a lot of happens that year with Nate, with Nate and Joe. So Nate dog, I think they call him. So Nathan Nate McKinnon. Dog. So you go to the Halifax Mooseheads and McKinnon's already on the team. You got Druin on the team. You got that Firk fella Champini that's in with the Steelers now, but like you go there and you've never played for them and you become the captain. eh? Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I have a personality, I guess it's like kind of dominant and uh bit of an know, alpha male, are you? <laughs> not well, not self-proclaimed like Andrew Tate, but uh I'm pretty close. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but then I hear that McKinnon, he is a competitor, eh? Oh man, listen, like he was the type of guy like you couldn't mess up a pass, you couldn't, but you know what? When you see someone like excel on a level like that, you know, you're who who are you to sit there and tell them any differently, right? Like the way it would it would get frustrating at times because man, I could have had fifty or sixty goals that year and they would thread passes through me through two or three guys and I'd be like, Hey, listen, like those two guys didn't see it. Like what makes you think I'm gonna see it? You know? Like, <laughs> and he'd get mad at you if you missed it. Oh, he would get yeah, he would be furious. <laughs> yeah, I heard he was he could get a bit uh upset with people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but that was the type of made us better. So right, and but so you guys have an absolute wagon of a squad, though. Like the players you have, and you got a goalie that for Cali, eh? He was like on yeah. the World Juniors then, right? Yeah, he was. Uh, that year he wasn't. Um, he was still seventeen years old. But uh, Nate and Joe both made the World Juniors that year. It's actually funny. Uh, you know, I think we have the best junior. We have the most points ever as a junior hockey. You team. say was, Joe? Like, is that Jonathan Duran? Yeah, Jonathan Duran. Um, Joe. Yeah, well, Joe, Jonathan, you know, like. Uh, I was thinking it'd be like Johnny, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, like, because uh, French. French, you know, it's French stuff. Um, But, uh, you know, he, uh, that that team ended up being great. But, you know, when whenever, whenever you have guys that are that good, everyone else on the team, you know, they're battling for spots. And, you know, Joe, Joe I think Nate played 35 games and Jonathan only played 40. Um, obviously they were our two best players, but, uh, you know, whenever they were gone, I think we were like 31, one and one without one of them or both of them in the lineup. So, uh, it wasn't just them. You guys had players that could step up. That's how you win stuff though. Yeah. You can't, you can't win championships without, uh, without those guys. Right. No, you can't. No. 
Um, okay. What else do we got here then? Um, so those playoffs, you led the playoffs in scoring. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I did leave the playoffs in scoring. Apologies. No, it's all good. No rush. Um, we could pause if you need to. <laughs> no, no. I'm. You know what? Shoot it on pause for a second. Yeah, no. All good. Anywho, here we go. Um, so when you guys win the Memorial Cup, who did you beat? Portland Winterhawks. Portland Winterhawks. Matt Carruth, the goalie. Matt Carruth was the goalie. Oh, dear. Jeepers. The world's small when you chat around in the shed, eh? Yeah, that's it. You know, I saw that you actually had him on the show a couple times. Yeah, they throw Twix at him in Denmark now. Did you know that? <laughs> really? They do? Yeah, they used to throw Twix in Cardiff for him after wins. Yep. Yep. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's a real thing. Uh, you like crunchy, right? <laughs> yeah. Bars. Mm -hmm. Anywho. <laughs> um, so do you guys have a parade when you win the Memorial Cup? Oh, yeah. We had a really big one. Was it really fun? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, Did I, you guys I, have a lot of fun after winning? Because I've was, had a lot of fun after winning stuff. I was half in the pocket giving a speech in front of like fifteen or 20,000 people. So it was pretty entertaining. <laughs> I was so far in the pocket in Germany, they wouldn't let me talk. <laughs> no, that's it. Okay, so you're in the deep pocket. All right. I was as deep as you could get in the pocket. <laughs> it was carried away, you could say. <laughs> uh, Yep, but winning is fun. So who'd you beat in the queue to make it? Or did you guys just dominate the queue and uh, go right well, through? One, so that, that's it. Like I only played seventeen games, so it was four rounds. We swept the first three. We beat uh, we beat my brother actually in the semifinals, which was fun because then he came to watch Halifax in the finals. Like he came and won. Like when we won, he was a part of like the winning celebration and everything, which is hilarious considering we had beaten them in the semis. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, uh, we beat the Bakemo Drakar in the finals in five games. Okay, and then uh, Memorial Cup goes just fine. So what's the score of the final game? 7-4, I think it was. Okay. Um. Well, that's fun to win I stuff. Beat, and I remember we beat London Knights 9-1. You know, everyone was talking about how good the OHL was, but... 9-1? 9-1. Really? London is usually pretty good. They got quite the franchise going around there these uh, days. Obviously, look, I mean, they're run, they're run by two X, like, yeah. NHL obviously you know have a great knowledge on the game and i think london's probably up there for one of the best junior hockey cities in canada for sure yeah um anywho though so after you guys win it you have the parade you have fun what are your pro options after leading the playoffs and goals and like just running a muck of the playoffs as a big boy uh i'll be honest it was go to montreal's camp so I had two offers that were serious for contracts. So uh, basically it was go to Montreal's camp for, for four days. And if by the fourth day, they didn't decide to sign me, I was going to go to Philadelphia. Okay. And uh, on the fourth day, they ended up signing me to an entry level deal. And uh, you know, all, all the bygones were bygones. And uh, I had, so you went to a camp with, with a, you went for a tryout for a contract basically. Yeah, Exactly. I don't feel like that happens that often anymore. I feel like guys no, either get it, deals or they don't, right? That's it, you know. But, you know, obviously with whatever, you know, the season I had the year before that, and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I'd usually win the, 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 the fitness testing at camp and stuff like that. It was a really short break, though, from, you know, the end of Memorial Cup to development camp. It was maybe 
you know, three or four weeks. Uh, so believe it or not, I'd probably taken like three of those weeks off and then just showed up at camp and it ended up working out. Um, so what do you do to win the fitness test every year? I never won that. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, I was one of those people, obviously with what happened to my leg. I, uh, you know, I you really I, dedicated yourself to the I started taking pretty serious and, um, yeah. Uh, and you know, that kind of, uh, I mean, obviously I had to with, uh, with the fact that I didn't have, you know, the right leg length, et cetera, you know, so, uh, yeah. I, well, you know, with I, people that got to adjust for stuff, you do have to outwork people to be better. Right. Yeah. And you know what? I'd surrounded myself with, you know, strength trainers that had a lot of knowledge and, uh, you know, kind of set me off in the right direction. And, uh, you know, my mom always made sure that we had the right nutrition also. So, um, yeah. You know, it was just one of those things that you had to, you know, bear down during the day and not have too many beers at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's part of the game. Um, so then you're in NHL camp, you're fighting, you're playing exhibition games, you earn the contract. So then you do eventually get sent down to the Hamilton Bulldogs to start the season then? Yeah, I started the year that year in Hamilton. Uh, I was there the entire year until like the last game of the year. I went down for one game in the coast, but uh, yeah, I was the one game. I was wondering about yeah, like not guys either get sent down to the coast or they don't. Right, one game. Yeah, one game. Wheeling, West Virginia, right? What a place to be. <laughs> Sweet bard though, eh? Old school, like good atmosphere in there, eh? <laughs> I, I don't want to talk too much about Wheeling, but like if the devil was to spawn somewhere, it would be out of the West Bank Arena in West, West Wheeling, West Virginia. Okay. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's some interesting cats there, but then when you go to the old Toledo Arena back before this nice new one, man, uh, uh, it was a, it was as wild as hockey got. It was literally like playing a slap shot in Toledo, I, Ohio. But those, some of those, some of those arenas, like I thrived on just getting shouted at and having garbage thrown at me. It so. can get you into it, can it? Uh, I, I loved it even more, you know, so. No, I, yeah. So anyways, most of the years in Hamilton. So what do you, are you getting any chances to like really get ice time and sink your teeth? No, into it? no. What, unfortunate because look, like obviously coming off of the season that I did with Memorial cup and I, I was always known as a net trend power play guy, but. And you never got the chance. Understand the logistics of professional hockey when you start in and, you know, every year there was a new first round pick that was big that had, you know, oh, his, yeah. So I'll be honest with you. And at the same time, it was the same, it was the same years, 10 years ago where, you know, all of a sudden they were kind of taking away the fighting out of the game. Mm-hmm. And I was getting stuck in the minors, like, you know, facing off with like Colton or Fraser McLaren, uh, Brad Staubitz was my first American league fight. Like there's a massive dudes in the American league up. And if you're playing three or four shifts against someone like that in the entire game and you want to play the next day, like, what are you going to do? So yeah. Well, like one of my roommates in the hotel in the HL was Mike Scroy. And like, he you was also, he was, yeah, he was also my line mate. So like, you're, okay, there you go. I played on the fourth line with him and it'd be like, we get three to four shifts, maybe if we're lucky a game. And it's like, well, we either have to score or you have to fight for us to play another shift. <laughs> you know what? You'd play like one in the first, maybe one or two in the second. And then if it was a blowout game, you were on for the last 30 seconds, you know? And <laughs> It's a grind sitting there, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, you know what? It, it, there's there's nothing harder on, on, for it on your attitude, I believe. It's mental. You know? It's, it's just a mental game. Like, there's, 
spot. There's still a spot for that, you know. And and at the end of the day, if uh, you know, if 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 I had the maturity I did now, then there would be a different way to handle it, obviously. And and the guys that embrace that role, the guys that mentally are like, if this is what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do it to the absolute best of my ability. And they don't get sour, right? I was sour sitting there. <laughs> <clears throat> and that's and that's what I mean, you know, and that, and that kind of played into, you know, where my career, my, where my career has led from there. I mean, look, uh, you know, if you're given the opportunity to do something right, I think that you that it's, you know, you can do it, you'll find a way. But yeah. uh, you no, know, just the cards didn't fall where I needed them to fall at the time. And uh, that's the way it went. I hear you. So then that second year um, of pro then it was a two year entry level deal. You're with uh, I had a three level deal. So the second year I. uh broke my i i torn something in my wrist so it was a little bit play that much you only played 26 games exactly and then the third year i came back and uh that was a big year yeah the that next year you do play for two different ahl teams which are neither hamilton so are you still with montreal yeah i started the year so hamilton we ended up moving to st john's newfoundland that year Mm -hmm. and you you played 24 games for the ice caps yeah, and uh, I think I had like 70-something penalty minutes there, and I had like maybe eight or nine fights. And then, funny enough story, come around Christmas time, you know, the whole ordeal with the All-Star game comes up. I don't know if you were going to mention it or not. But, I don't uh, know about it. I, you'd have to tell me. I, the research team's been pretty busy recently. I di- didn't, yeah, don't know about uh, this. What happened? Tell me. Re- talk to me. I'm sitting at a at an Eastside Mario's with uh, Eric Nielsen, who is a uh, – you know, a real beauty in hockey also. And, um, you know, the John Scott is getting nominated to the All-Star game and I'm sitting at the Eastside Mario's and we're looking at each other. I'm like, who the hell would get traded for John Scott, you know? And uh, two days later, the phone rings and I get a, a text message actually from a friend back home. And, and he's like, he goes, hey, you just got traded. And I, and I pick up the phone and he goes, hey, we just traded you to the Phoenix Coyotes for John Scott. So... Uh, Springfield was affiliated with uh, with Phoenix, and uh, so how, on- why did he have to get traded? Why was John Scott getting traded? Well, because the NFL was upset that he that that he had gotten voted into the All Star game. Right. So then, but so they traded him so he wouldn't play, but he did play. No, they had, they wanted him not to play, but basically, when he got traded to Montreal, he went to the minors, and uh, they still got him in the uh, game, right? But um, he still got into the game, and he won the MVP of the game. So you know, that year I had. 15 or 16 fights. I was like second in the American league. And I used to like run around on the ice and be like, yeah, you know, I got traded for the NHL all-star MVP. What about that? You know? Yeah. Boom. <laughs> um, speaking of hockey, small worlds was when I won the Sutherland cup with my hometown, Elmira Shirkings, John Scott was on the team. We beat in the finals and one of my best friends from my hometown fought him in the finals. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Ken, Ken, fun, fun, Ken Dunn. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, he hung in there, you know. Kenny Dunn hung in there, you know. <laughs> Ken Dunn hung in there. Ken Dunn hung in there, and we won the Sutherland Cup, folks. <laughs> Anyways, so you got traded, then you—that's why you end up in Springfield. So you're putting up 15 to 16 fights in the A. Did you ever feel a little close to a call up? Well, you know what? I—I I, I guess I, that, you made the team. When did you make the team? The next year in Tucson. So mm-hmm. the next—that's the. Look, whenever you're a guy like that, that that has character, whatever you're, you're, you know, you're easy to be shipped off to a new place. So, um, obviously, that where I was looked sporadic, but that next year I re-signed my uh my qualifying deal with uh with Phoenix, 
And uh, the AHL team changed from Springfield to Tucson because they had just opened that new West division where uh, all the teams are in LA and California. And uh, I went down there. I did really good in camp. I made it for a day. And um, at the time, it, it was just unfortunate. But Lawson Krause, who was a first-round pick, uh, was 19. And if he didn't play in the NHL, you had to go back to junior. Yeah. Because of the schools that they have. So um, I was there for a day. They ended up keeping him. And then uh, I went back down to uh, to Tucson, Arizona for 29 games, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, research team found that. So you go down there for 29. So how do you end up then with the Syracuse Crunch? I got Cal traded for, or Wings. I got traded for Jeremy Morang, who was a who was a very good player at the time. And uh, you know, when I got to Syracuse, they were a stacked team. That was a team that ended up going to the Calder Cup Finals that year. And, That's when they were uh, with Tampa. Yeah, well, they're still with Tampa. And right. uh, so I played for Syracuse, but they were with the Columbus Blue Jackets back were then. Columbus? So were you with like John Nasty Morassi and those guys? Like I was at Zen and Kanopka was there. Um Mike oh, so Scroy sugged in sugar. <laughs> apparently that used to stand on the red line and pick who was fighting who before games. It was absolute mayhem. <laughs> that was mayhem, eh? So yeah. I ended up I ended up over there for not too long, but uh you know the 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 gap between when I left um Tucson when I got there they they wanted me to go down and play a game or two and uh you know that it, it's at the time like when you're on your second deal you can choose not to go but uh I thought it was the right thing to do to just try to get myself in the best game shape possible in case there was a chance that uh I would get a chance to play and uh <clears throat> you know unfortunately that was the end of my uh NHL chances right and uh, yeah uh, it's wild to like the, uh, yeah how close you can be right there's guys that can be so close and then there's the guys that keep getting cups of coffee but can never stick right it's it's interesting she's an interesting game out there but okay so then you end up because Kalamazoo that's where I went to Western Michigan University you played okay, two you games for the wings yeah I played two games over there um and they were affiliated with uh with Syracuse that's why I gotcha uh but Kalamazoo is like, a sweet place <laughs> It was basically like a, a conditioning assignment, you know. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, but so, uh, so you weren't in you weren't Syracuse, Kalamazoo. You were only there for five years, so that's like what the deadline you're getting traded type deal, or I guess yeah. Christmas you said. Fine, uh, I got traded traded at the deadline both those years in a row. So I I was spent the first two and a half years with Montreal in their American League organizations, which was Hamilton and St. John's. Then at Christmas, I got traded to Springfield. Isn't it when, interesting when you're on a team and like that's been your team and then you just get a call and you're like, okay, pack up, get the hell out of here. You know what it is, but it also makes you realize that it's a business, right? And uh, at sure the end, is. <laughs> you're in the business of winning games and entertaining people. And uh, you know what? There's, uh, there, there's no room for error. Not really. <laughs> no. Yeah. You only get, yeah, you're right. Um, and like for Cardiff, the, the culture they have there now is like, it's kind of like Canada with the world juniors, right? It's like gold or bust nowadays. No, oh, it's a, like, obviously here it's a, and, and that's something that, that, that obviously factored into my decision too, is you get older, you know, you just want to win. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get addicted to that stuff, right? Well, it's been a while since I did 10 years. Yeah. And like, I saw like your coast teams, right. Which you don't always have that much control over it, but like you, you haven't got even hardly to play playoffs, right? 
One game. One yeah, I game. I saw and- that. I wasn't going to bring it up unless you did. <laughs> it sucks, eh? Like, I, I was on losing teams for like a four years straight or something where I didn't really play playoffs. And man, you can really, you can, it's hard to even remember how fun playoff hockey is when. But that's it, you know, and that's obviously factored into my decision a little bit too, you know, just the opportunity to come out and, uh, you know, have a chance to win and you know at the end of your career like this it's not so much about the numbers you put up but it's about you know the, the championships if you do have a chance to win them oh winning is so fun <laughs> oh, is it not the best thing in the world it, it it is yeah no it other than your wife and kids right that well yeah so winning is awesome though like really really fun um anywho okay so then after that season then it is your first year then where you're basically not an AHL player. You play for the Brampton beast. So how does that go down? Cause uh, you, in the AHL, you only have a certain amount of time. Right. And then the new puppies come in every year. They want to play with the new puppies. They want to potty train them all that shit. Right. Uh, that's it. You know, and, uh, and, and here's the thing, like at that time, uh, Brampton was close to home. Obviously I'm in Montreal, like, and I'd been far and been trapped, like every team, like, you know, whether I was in the same organization or not, you know, like our affiliation would change all the time. So I'd just been like kind of tired of moving around so much. And I figured it would be nice to be home for Christmas, et cetera. So I signed in Brampton for that year. And um, it was a, it was a decent season, but we, we didn't exactly have a great team. And, and you know what, going from four years of not having produced offensively, hardly at all, you know, I, well, I, and, I had, and- that's what I was going to say when the research team got hot was you started fighting your score and touch again. And you started getting the minutes to be able to do that. It's like when I played with Mike Scroy in the HL though, like not that you guys are the same, but I saw after we had our time in the HL, he went to the coast and like put up like a point a game. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess if you got the chance, you probably could do that because you're bigger, stronger than everybody. And you can take her to the hole. Yeah, that's it. You know, and obviously I've had a scoring touch for most of my career. So just, you and know, you just but, never get the opportunity in the HL for those four years, right? But, but those four years, you know, like it took me a whole year to maybe, you know, refine what really, I was good at. Yeah. No idea anymore. Like the got. full player, right? Because you were only playing as part of, part of the role of what your whole tool set can do. I was playing scared also too, you know, trying not to make mistakes. So it was, uh, oh, you, it, you only get three shifts a game, man. And you get that puck on you know, one of those shifts. You are not feeling it. <laughs> oh, you've got cold legs, buddy. You just want to get it in and get off the ice as soon as possible before something bad happens. Just so, don't screw uh, up. So you get to go out again. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, you know, that whenever I got to Brampton, it was also a little bit frustrating though at times because I didn't know exactly what I was good at anymore. Right. So, um, it took a little bit of time to kind of rediscover my game and, uh, you know, and then it's kind of gone uphill since then. Oh, it definitely has. And uh, yeah, each year was do- going better and better. And so, um, how much do you fight when you go down to the coast then when you're that many years into it at that point then, and that's what it is. It, it kind of slowed down at that point. Um, yeah. You know, it, it was only the really big willing takers that would do it. So it was, uh, you know, and maybe, you're putting up numbers and playing on the power play now, right? Well, so. but that that didn't really that never really had much of an Played impact. A factor, yeah. It did. It did during warm up, uh, like because look, if you're gonna lose to a guy who's a point per game almost, then you know you're gonna lose your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was a straight I was fighting in the American League. So when I got to you know Brampton that first year, you know I I don't think I've lost a fight more than a couple years so um it was five uh, that year was uh maybe five or six 
And then the next year was five or six. And then it's slowly been on the decline since because there's just not the amount of people that were willing to do it. Uh, yeah, not it. It's a different game now when I watch it. Well, look, it, the, all the new guys that are coming up, you know, they've implemented the the fight cap rules and the junior leagues and stuff like that. So you're just not coming out with guys that are that that are the same like that anymore, you know? No, and they 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 don't learn how to do it. It's not really part of the game, and I I I feel like that part's missing. And I feel like playing with that much passion and aggression is missing. Well, I, feel, I feel like I feel like that. There's also a chance that you know the game once it stops governing itself and, and the way that people move now and how fast they are, you know, it's, it's almost more dangerous the way that people are getting hit, et cetera, you know, like, well, cause they're going so fast, right. And there's not as then, much clutching and grabbing and slowing guys down and mucking it up. And they're not afraid of any repercussions. So. Right. Well, and then there's some guys that do try to throw clean hits, right. And you just catch them a little off and you're getting suspended for two games. And then like a guy starts to fight, he gets suspended. And it's like, the players used to police this themselves. No, well, that's it. So mm-hmm. I guess it's yeah. just a difference in reality now. Well, they call they there's like a the player safety department, and that used to be the players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking out loud in the shed, folks. <laughs> Anywho, um, so that next year after Brampton, though, which is the same arena where I was drafted last overall, folks. Hockey's a small world. Um, start in Orlando and you play nine games played then. Yeah. So you get traded then to Wichita and that's when you find a home, eh? Well, the, the, the Orlando or do you look when you go somewhere so nice like that? And at that point, like I trained super hard all summer, but you know, I, I came in a little over aggressive maybe. And I took like a seven game suspension to start the year. And then what like another suspension. And I only had like not two points in nine games or something along those What'd lines. What'd you do to get suspended? Uh, I, 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 I was running people from behind. Mm, yeah that can happen um okay uh but that's what i think's neat though is that's your first year where you're chosen as a captain on a professional hockey team right yeah finally you know and uh i, I didn't do a really great job at uh, keeping that obviously because i ended up getting away <laughs> really fast after yeah. um well i actually waited i had to wait till my very last season of professional hockey to get a letter of my jersey so thanks lordo and cardiff really? <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh i didn't do a very good job either i got hurt like a month later but at least i got to say i did it one year right <laughs> uh but you go to wichita and then that, i think that's when you like really put your package together. You, you find out who you are as a pro hockey player, right? You get 17 goals in 38 games. No. And you know what? Uh, it, it's funny. That was the year where I was supposed to go to Cardiff. So, uh, you know, leaving Orlando for Wichita is not exactly ideal. And um, I, uh, I decided at the time I'm like, okay, I'll go give it a chance. And I, I went like a point per game in the first five games and I fought clots. And on the same weekend, I ended up getting injured that uh, I would need surgery at the end of the year for. So when I came back, it uh, it kind of inhibited the fact that I couldn't fight. So I just the, the second that I couldn't fight, I ended up scoring a lot more. And and you know what? Like it was like Isn't that weird. You don't set the box for five minutes for fighting. You could score more goals. <laughs> the fact that the fact that that kind of got removed from my from my game for a little bit uh, because I, I had to do a season ending surgery at the end of the year. Um, you know, I ended up coming back out and I, and all of a sudden I was scoring and. So you, know, you could I, play, but you needed I, surgery. So we're talking what a shoulder. I don't know. Oh, me neither. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, so anyways, you go to Wichita 
and you're dominating there. So it, who's the coach? Is it the same coach all those years? Oh, and it was Malcolm Cameron who was in Glasgow to start this year. Oh, was it? He was there that whole time you're there. He, well, he was there for the one season. So, oh, okay. and then what's happening is they had a coaching change. And um, the new guy who came in, all the guys that were on the team that year before didn't want to return to Wichita. So I, at 26 years old, I spoke to him and I was like, listen, like I have an idea about the dynamic of the league and the players that are in it. And, uh, you know, I kind of muscled myself into a position as player assistant coach at 26. So that's yeah, that's awesome uh, that you have that on your resume and that you did it. So then the next two seasons, you put up back to back 42 point seasons. Hey, not too bad. No, so how's Wichita? Nice place. Uh, look, they have a passionate fan base. Um, they have the nicest arena in in probably the whole ECHL. Like, really? But yeah, honestly, we play at like the nicest venue there. It's not at the same place they used to be, and um, you know, it uh, I it grew on me a lot, obviously. But you know, at the end of the day, too, it's uh, you know, it's not a place that has the most exposure or um. It's you know, probably not budget. as easy to get called up or sent down either, right? Oh, so, so mm-hmm. obviously at that point, I like kind of set myself up in the coaching position, and that's where I kind of took pride in what I was doing. So, well, it's really cool that, like, yeah, coaching's awesome, and it gets you so it gets you very invested in the team, and but not just the players, the whole organization in general, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So what else do I got though? So then. I guess last season you went to Slovakia then. So after back-to-back 42 point seasons, you're the player coach. Do you start in Slovakia then? Yeah, I started in Slovakia. Uh, I ended up finishing second in the league in penalty minutes in 15 games. So uh, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, uh, the league itself, I think was trying to ban me pretty quickly. <laughs> like for hitting fighting, was there fighting? Well, everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Um, I found it like in Germany, they would get really mad at the imports if we ever fought like well, that. You know what? But the issue was, is, uh, you know, when I came in, they had like released a video and it had me fighting in it. And, you know, I, I kind of thought I was going to come somewhere and have the exact same role that I did in, in other places, you know? And, yeah. uh, you know, I, uh, I came in, the game was different. It was my first time on an Olympic ice. Um, obviously Slovakian hockey's gotten a lot better over the years and you know what, like there's not many imports, but the people that are the players that are from there, you know, they skate really well. They're, they're, they're skilled. You know, yeah. They're extremely skilled. And, uh, you know, at the same token, they're bit, some of them are really big and you know, they would throw hits and stuff like that. And then I would chase them and, and it would just, you know, it would turn into an absolute shit show. And, uh, <laughs> it just, uh, it, you know, it mutually didn't work out. So I ended up playing- <laughs> But, well, and you know what? Every league plays a different style, and like some of the refing in Europe, and like it is a different game. Oh, and, like, but these guys were after me, man. I can't tell you how bad, like, right off the bat, right off the get go, you know. And I didn't do myself any favors either, so that <laughs> exactly it ended in flames, you know. <laughs> I love it. Um, so then, uh, when you decide to head her back home, then you end up in Trois Rivieres, and that's close to home and an East Coast team. Uh, well, I ended up in uh, Wichita for another four, three or four months after Christmas as player assistant coach again. I went back and got the same 
gig back and then uh so they know, had I, that gig waiting for you even though you went to slovakia they must have yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's uh, pretty impressive that they held out and like had that what made it available for you to come back that means they thought a lot of you you know yeah well you know what i i mean we had we had almost built a winning team the year before but there's so much roster overturn in the east coast right so you know it, it hard was to a build fr- a culture when it's new guys every year right <laughs> That's it, you know, and and you never know who's coming back. And and now, you know, uh, you know, come near playoff time, I went to uh, I went to Three Rivers to finish out the season. Okay, um, and that would be close to home, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it's two hours away. That's be cool to play that close to home, though, right? Yeah, of course. Um, okay, and then so then this season you're back. You were back in Wichita, though. I was player assistant coach again this year. Same as uh, same as normal, but. Uh, you know what? Everything runs its course at some point too, you know, and I, I have a bit of an abrasive personality and uh, you know, uh, the longest I'd ever spent somewhere else before that was two seasons. And uh, you know, I made it to five and uh, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah. And I, that's all, but I think everybody like for me, like I need to know who I am and what makes me tick. Right. And it sounds like you're pretty comfortable in who you are and you know who you are as a person and as a player and, and like the stats of your career kind of show that, that you maybe you played the role, you played what you had to do to try and make it. And then once you got to actually play hockey, you can show everybody you can do her all kind of thing. I, right? Look, I know when I came into my fifth year, I had, you know, 25, maybe career points. And now I'm over 200. Like, yeah. Um, you know, it, it look, it, everything comes down to basically, you know, how you handle yourself. Right. And, uh, and I've realized that so much more of the game is mental than it is physical at some point. Like, and, uh, you know, if you readjust what you, what your thoughts are of yourself and, and, you know, you put your energy in the right places, you know, you can go out there and achieve the things that you want to do. And it was important for me to figure out, and you know, not end my career after five years and quit, but, you know, keep going down the path and at some point retire instead of just hanging them up for nothing. Uh, yeah. And, Man, I, yeah, believing in yourself, like you say, the mental part, it's like when I went to the HL, I didn't believe in myself. When I got those three shifts a game, I didn't believe I could go out there and make the plays I needed to. And like, it's all about believing in yourself, right? Then I went to the second league in Germany. I didn't know anything about it. And I was like, well, this can't be that good. It's not even the DL. It's the second league. And I didn't even know what I was getting into. So I just, my mindset was that I'm going to be good enough to do this. And I went there. That's so I was. And it's like, if you go there, not believing in yourself, you can't do it. Right. That's it. And, and, and it's, and it's crazy how, how it's just such a different mentality that changes everything. Right. And it's growing up and getting older and seeing what goes on in the world. Right. But, but it also, it also makes me think back to myself and I'm like, you know, with all the effort and all the time and all the energy I spent into it, if I had the same mindset I do now with, you know, legs that were 10 years younger, um, you know, and that, that is, it's, it's interesting, right? Like all these guys now are so young. Then you're going onto the ice with guys, why, you know, that you watched on TV and you think you're going to lose the fight before you go into it. And then you end up losing it, you know? And, and it's only when you really do like step up and like believe in what you're doing, that it ends up working out the right way. Uh, and yeah. The power of the mind can do some wild shit. Can it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, and and also keeping hockey fun, right? And enjoying showing up to the rink. It's like you can get into the grind of the North American pro life, the minor pro, and like I tell you, some days guys are dragging into the rink, right? They they don't really want to be there, and it's like you can't like play you, hockey good if you don't want to be there. I feel like you're not the type of guy. I feel like you were a bit of an energy buzzball, you know. And I'll, I'll be <laughs> trying to 
like that two hours when I'm at the rink before the game is probably my favorite part of the entire thing, you know, where I get to like sit in the room and be myself and say all the, you know, ridiculous things that I like to say and, you know, get, mm -hmm. get the guys laughing and, and you know, get them ready to play a hockey game together hmm? and get them ready to play a hockey game together. That's it. You know, and you're about to go out there and you know what, if there's a fight or whatever, it's, it's, it's just, you know, you're going out there to have a little war with the guys that you're, you know, shooting up next to. So. And the, one of the good things I missed the most was standing at the blue line with all your boys and like looking at the other guys at the other blue line and everybody's staring at each other like it in Cardiff, we do it and we'd all be staring at each other. And it was like, we are going to go out here and compete. And I just couldn't wait. <laughs> I know. And I, I like that. That's the feeling. I think like, you know, when you're in the moment of something, I don't even think that you, that you, you know, you're gracious for it. Like, and I'm sure guys that, that still play don't realize what they have. And years from now, you know what? Like my 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 gratitude level will be, you know, focused on somewhere else of exactly that. Maybe it'll be standing on the blue line looking at the other team and just knowing, like, hey, you know what? I'm here to like ride with my friends. Or reminiscing know? about fighting for it's the Montreal Canadiens, right? But like with the Montreal Canadiens in your hometown, like that's something you're gonna remember when you're out in your shed someday. <laughs> Uh, exactly. I don't know if I'll have a shed. I'm a city boy, but I'll right. definitely. But right now, the eyes on the prize, and it's about this season, and it's about these trophies. It, it it's it's time to go out and win shit, right? That's it. You know what? Like, uh, and and I'll be honest with you. That's where my focus has been, especially since I knew I was gonna come here. It's you know what? It's it's go time. You know, I'm the father. Time always wins. You know, like even Wayne Gretzky had to retire, and I'm definitely not him. So, <laughs> yeah, no, but you're still doing her, and like. You're putting up better. It's like when you see people and you see their rise as players and like some guys get better and like there's guys like you would have played with in the queue probably that were unbelievable and they just stopped getting better. Oh, I, or you saw them when they're 17, 18. They just don't get better anymore. And everybody's I, on a different trajectory. And for you, I think getting out of the AHL helped you find who you were as a player. And I think you're going to be as effective as a player gets in the EIHL. So there you I'm go. Hoping. Well, you got the right guys around you on a power play on a team for the skill set you're bringing to the team, you know? Uh, and th there, are, there are some really good players on this team right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, there is. and uh, But that's they brought in a winning culture. They got guys that can play and win. And, uh, it's, you know, it's go time. Well, and you know what's, you know what's, you know what's the coolest thing? And it, and it just I, – I know that it's a great organization. When you see a guy like Joey Martin, when you see Mark Louie, you see all these guys that have been here a long time, it just goes to show that, like, they want to be there. They're coming back for a reason. They're not coming back just, you know, for a couple dollars or whatever it is. It's, you know, because the culture that they've made here is something that everyone appreciates, you know, and that's the kind of thing that reached out to me. It was, you know, if I'm going to finish my career, it would be nice to come somewhere where, where not only am I appreciated, but I have a chance to compete all the time. So yeah. And wins trophies. Right. And that's, that's what it's all it. about. And that can get addictive. And then, but you got the guy, the right guys around there and like, the coach Brody had him on in the shed and like, he's a fantastic dude. That's a hockey guy. And like, he seems like he's doing a great job and then bringing guys in. It's like when teams bring a guy in like you mid season, it's because they, they either see that they're missing something or that like they're showing the rest of the team. Like we're investing in you guys still. And we, we think you can win stuff and we're going to give you this to help you guys go win something. Yeah, well, look, I, I played against Brody a little bit in the minors, and you know what? He's a hell of a player, by the way, or was, you know, obviously he's not playing now. And you know what? Christian Horn is assistant coach, too. I played against him and at the, you know what? 
when I heard it was him that was the coach, I got on the phone with him right away. And I'll be honest with you, you know, it, it, my decision was pretty easy to be made. Uh, you know, he, he's not far removed from the game. And uh, I think he has a passion that's similar to mine, you know, with, and here's the thing, like, I, I still enjoy that, that idea of coaching where it's like, you know, he's holding guys accountable. Whereas now, you know, the world has kind of changed a little bit where people have gone soft and, you know, you're supposed to give everyone a pat on the back and tell them good job, you know, but you know, yeah. when it, when it's someone that you would consider a peer is judging you. Um, I think it really, like for me, it brings out the best side of me because I know that he just wants to win and I just want to win. So. And I, I'm, it sounds like what you're saying about the coaching side of it is exactly how I think though. It's like, well, like when I was coaching the little fellas last year, like I could be hard on them, but it's not like I'm yelling, screaming, and telling them what to do. It's like, I know what you could do. And when you just went out there, that wasn't enough. Your buddies need more from you and I need more from you or we're not going to win this game. Or you know what? Like, and that's the thing, or you won't get to the NHL or you won't get whatever you want. Like if it was really easy, everyone would do it. Yeah. And every and so shift what? matters. Every time you go on the ice, is important you know so i i and and you know what like i see his passion and the coaching staff's passion and even the organization listen like over here this is like this is the best i've been treated in probably almost my entire career and i've only been here three days oh that dude i went when i had been around europe and like i had been in some great places and then i got to cardiff and just the way it was from Todd, well, how he just ran things. It's like giving you the best sticks, giving you the nice apartments, uh, making sure your wives are happy. Honestly, honestly, like the things that, that what they have going on here is a great thing. And, you yeah. know, that, and I, I knew, I knew that it was great when I saw that all these guys that were older kept coming back. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and like it, usually, usually everybody that's playing there is having fun playing hockey. And I think, uh, cause you're winning, you're living in a great city and hockey's fun. Mm -hmm. you know and then winning's fun <laughs> winning winning's fun and folks um i'm pretty sure this fellow deserves like a welcome package tomorrow if they win right you know maybe a couple crunchy bars or whatever you guys can figure out that's close to that you know just saying we only celebrate wins in the shed folks just remember that right in the shed. <laughs> we don't give them welcome packages if they don't win tomorrow right <laughs> no no look i i you know what honestly like on top of it, like the amount of like support the fans have like showed me since I've got here, like they don't oh, need yeah. to bring me any chocolate, you know. They the, as long as they're there and they're cheering at the end, and I get to do what the like in the Europe, it's hilarious. I I They'll find be it there. <laughs> like when everyone's skating around and clapping hands and stuff like that, like you know. Oh, it's my my favorite memories was taking my kid out after games at Cardiff and having him out there with the guys, and then the fans would chant for him and stuff. It's the shit you don't forget. No, exactly. Mm -hmm. well have fun the rest of the season it's great getting to know you and say hi to my goat and all the other fellas yeah i'll say i'll definitely say hi to marty for you all righty and this has been another episode of zero l's and hockey tales with horns and wally some people clap on a one and three some people clap on a two and four some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm and that's all right some people they drink too much some people don't drink enough some people are just like me i hope y'all forgive them i'm like scott i'm a